Hello and welcome to Calling All Cars from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. program created by Rio Grande. San Joaquin Sheriff's Office calling all cars. Attention all San Joaquin County Sheriff's Cars. Broadcast 184 regarding a murder in Stockton. Play the details later. That's all.
On the night of September 7, 1935, Rodney Gordon, a patrolman for the Western Pacific Railroad, bade his wife goodbye and drove to the railroad yard one mile south of Stockton, from which long trains of cars loaded with fruits and vegetables were moving like groaning leviathans toward the east. Going. We're only busier. We couldn't handle it. Lots of fruit loaded today, huh? Aye, and lots of vegetables, too. Those Easterners must be awfully hungry. I like to see stuff moving this way. It means things are getting better. Well, say they are. Car loadings were up 50% last month. How's Ed? Seen him around tonight? Well, he's out checking up in the jungle beyond the south end of the yard. I wish we could clear that dump out. It's a minute. Aye. I guess there's nothing we can do about it, though. Certainly not. Well, I'll move you on over that way and have a look at things. Say, you better be careful. Some pretty tough-looking lads doing this. I know, but we got some fine loads spotted on those sacks. We got to keep an eye on the stuff. Hey, come back here. Say, what's the idea of all of carrying your holster loose like that, huh? Oh, I haven't needed that gun in years. <laughs> I just carry it around when I'm in the yard, and when I come in, I always take it out and lay it around somewhere. One day you're going to need that gun quick, and you'll not be able to get it out to the holster. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dunk, you're too suspicious. The days of gunfighting are over. Yeah, maybe so, but personally, well, I'd rather have a gun I could use. I'll use my billy if I have to, but. I don't want to shoot a man. The little bobos doing the jungle didn't feel that way, huh? Maybe not. Anyway, I can handle it. <laughs> I have it your way. Virginia. I'll check in later. So long. Uh-oh. Like a bum trying to base over in that truck. Hey, you! Get away from there! Who says so? What'd you say? You hit me, copper. I said, who's this? Though? I say so, you bum. Go on, get going. Get out of the yard. Think you can put me out? Well, come on, it's about time I stopped arguing and run you in. That with you, then. Here, give me that knife, I'll... You don't know what, copper. Uh, I like that. Knack! Knack! Yeah, right up in me, will you, copper? I'll cut your heart out and I'll drive this thing down as far as I can. The next morning, S.W. Moyes, the Western Pacific car inspector, is making his rounds checking air brakes when he stumbles over what he at first thinks is a sack of some yielding material. He shines his lantern on the object. Horror-stricken, he sees the mutilated body of patrolman Rodney Gordon. Yardmaster Duncan Regan. Hey, Duncan, uh, this is Moyes. Yeah. We've, uh, I, uh... Hey, hey, no, 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 just a minute, man. Now, what are you trying to say? Well, uh, I just found Rod murdered. What? Yeah, I just found Rod Gordon murdered. Where? The river. Oh, where? Well, he's down here in the south yard. All right, now listen. You go back there and stay there while I get there. I'll call the sheriff and Jim Foley. Go on, get off the line. I want the user's telephone. <laughs> James J. Foley, Division Special Agent for the Western Pacific Railway, had headquarters in Sacramento, 48 miles away. Dressing hastily, he starts driving to stop. Mile after mile, the roaring motor speeds him nearer the scene of the climb. Around curves, the breakneck pace carries him. Through small towns, past drowsy trucks groaning with their loads. At last, to a screeching stop at the yard office. 48 miles and 46 minutes. Foley is met by Yardmaster Duncan and Deputy Rudy Weber. Right over there, Mr. Foley. Okay. Yard boys, sir. Moyes there found the body. Has anything been moved? No, sir. Everything's exactly as it was. Where'd this roll of bedding come from? They found a balloon doom the track away, sir. Well, it probably belongs to Bird the Stab Rod. You ever see it before? No, never saw that particular one, sir. Well, let's take it along with us. 
Might as well let the ambulance boys take care of things here. Poor old Rod. Looks like he didn't have a chance. Aye, looks that way. Wonder where his gun is. I don't see it in his pocket. Well, that's funny. All the carried it in his hip pocket. I was rugging him about it this evening when he checked in at the yard office. Oh, here it is. I found it over here in the other track. Must have fallen out of his pocket when he fell. Looks like he never had a chance to pull it, sir. Evidently didn't. Guess he dropped it when he fell. He still had his billy in his pocket, though. Probably didn't expect trouble when he stopped the bomb. Hey, Mr. Weber, who's here? Here's a couple I found back here under the car. Well, that's fine. That may prove valuable in tracking down the murderer if it happened to be his. I'll take it down to the sheriff's office and see what we can find out. Find out about that balloon and cab, Rudy. Our criminologist reported that according to the beard hairs found in a razor in the balloon, it belonged to a French Guinean or Cuban Negro. He figures the man would be between 30 and 40. Hmm. That's an accurate description. Well, it's as near as you can get with light, short beard hairs, Jim. Yeah, I know it. I'm not complaining. I'm anxious to get some lead on this case. So far, nothing's given us the slightest clue. You find anything else in the balloon? We found a pair of dark blue pants. We figured the man who wore them was about 5'5 five, five or 5'6. Five, we picked up a ferret bag down with the south fence this morning. Had a lot of junk in it, but nothing we could use as identification. I sent for old Jeff this morning. He ought to be here pretty soon. Who's he? An old darky who lives down by the tracks below the yard. The boys have been keeping him going for years with little things they get to get him. Do you think he'll know anything about this? If he does, he'll tell us. That little tin shack of his houses as honest a man as you'll find in town. I'll soon find out about that. What I want to do is get a definite lead to work on, then I'll take care of the rest. Oh, that's probably Jeff now. Come in. Your gentleman, me, Mr. Webb? Yes, yes. Come on in. Close the door. Yes. Yes, this is Mr. Jim Foley. Oh, He's a special Jeff. agent for the Western Pacific. I don't know, Mr. Foley. We want to ask you some questions, Jess. Yes, sir. I've heard of you, Mr. Foley. Mr. Webber tells me you're honest, Jeff. I is that, Mr. Foley. Yes. Well, I want to know what you know about the killing of Officer Gordon. Not a thing, sir. I don't know a thing. I wish I did, sir. Yes, have you seen anybody hanging around the yards who would be capable of such a brutal killing as this one? Mr. Weber, I recollect I seen two men yesterday that might have done a thing like that. One of them was a black boy, and one of them was a Mexican boy. I don't think the Mexican boy would have done it, though. He, he looked scared to me. Looked like he was afraid of that black boy. Yes, did you ever see this balloon before? Oh, yes. That's the same bed and roll that black boy was carrying. I, I remember them straps and the rubber handle on it, yes. All the jungle boys know that balloon. What kind of hat did he have on? Oh, he didn't wear no hat, Mr. Webb. He had on a cap. Is this the cap? I believe it is, Mr. Webb. I believe that's the one. You ever I... see these two men before? Yeah, I see them once, once this week. Yeah, they were going past my place on toward the jungle. But I've talked to the colored boy off and on during the past seven years. Do you think they lived in the jungle, Jeff? Oh, yeah. What did this black boy look like? Yeah, I'd say he was about uh, 30, 35 years. Must weighed around 150 pounds. He was a big husky boy, too. Uh, had a big chest and big shoulders. He was a powerful man. Have you any idea what he's called? Appears to me like I hear the Mexican boy call him uh, West Coast. West Coast? That's a funny name. <laughs> yes, sir. West Coast, so that's what it was. Did this man have any whiskers? Seems to me like he did. Yes, sir. I believe he had a little fuzz on his upper lip. Yeah. 
seemed like he had a little goat beard, too, sir. Well, Jess, I think you've given us something to work on. Thanks. Foley, we'll round up the bumps in that jungle and see what we can find out. Okay. A dragnet was thrown around the vicinity of Stockton and every jungle comb. Scores of vagrants and itinerant floaters were picked up in question. The news of the murder of Patrolman Gordon had been broadcast in excitement with a fever heat. Then, one day in early November, Deputy Sheriff Weber is questioned a jungle habitué. You ever seen this cap before? Yes, I've seen it lots of times. Where'd you see it last? Well, boss, I, I can't say exactly. It's been most a month since I see that cap. Was anybody wearing it when you saw it last? Yes, I, I believe West Coast had that cap on when I seen it the last time. You know West Coast? Yes, no, sir. I, I don't know him. No, sir. At least I, I don't know him well. I, I see him lots of times, though. Him and his... his that boy, that, that Mexican boy. You know his name? You all mean the Mexican boy? Well, yeah, sir, we call him Chief. No, no, I mean West Coast. Oh, no, sir. I, I don't know his name. No, sir. Can you describe him? Well, boss, he had a sort of a, a funny-looking beard. And I recommember that he was always chopping that now for his too. Did he always carry a knife? Yeah, sir. He had a knife that long. And he was always chopping it, too. Did you ever see this balloon before? Indeed, I have. I've seen it lots of times. But that belonged to West Coast. I've seen them carrying it the day before Officer Golden was killed. Oh, he's a bad man, mister. Yeah, I agree with you. You say he had a long knife. Anything peculiar about that knife? Well, sir... It was a long knife made out of a file, I reckon. It's got a, a funny turned back point. Oh, he was always sharpening on that drop there on the balloon. This West Coast, did he drink much? He, he drunk a lot of cheap wine, and, and he smoked Mary Warner, too. Really? Yeah. A couple of youngsters here say they got some information for you. Well, have them wait, will you, please? Okay. Uh, we'll see him in a minute. Now, look here, fellow. We aren't after you for anything. We aren't even going to put you in jail or do anything to you. But we want to know all you know about this West Coast mug. Now, have you ever heard his real name? Well, let's see now. What was the boss? I'll recollect the I done hear his name once. Now, let's see now. Oh, what? come on, man. Think. What's his name? Well, boss, I, I don't know whether that's his front name or, or his back name, but it seems to me like it's Floyd or, or, or Lloyd or, or, or something like that. I hear them say once that he's been arrested for knife and a half medium down near the depot in Fresno. But that's all I know about him, so help me. That's enough. We'll find him. Oh, Jim, yes? hop in your car and take a run down to Fresno and see what you can pick up on him. I'm practically there now. Oh, and send those kids in when you go out, will you? Yes. I'll see what they have to say. All right, boy, you can go now. Thank you, sir. Thanks. You, Mr. Weber? Yes, come in, boys. Mr. Foley says you have some information for us. Well, yes, sir, we have it. may not be much good, but we thought it might help. We'll decide that. I'll tell you. Well, sir, uh, Bill and me... He's Bill, sir. I am, yeah. Well, Bill and, and I... Yeah. Uh, ...was discharged from the CCC camp up in the mountains about the first part of September, see? We decided to go down and visit a man of mine who lives at Mojave. Mojave. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we were hitchhiking, but we didn't seem to be getting along so fast, so uh, we decided to hop a freight and save our money. We was walking along down by the tracks on the south side of the yard, and... We seen a light over in the jungle, I think you call it. So we went over. So we thought maybe we could sleep there, but when we got there, we heard a man say, There's a lot of this stick around here that's been causing me trouble. He's going to get this knife between his ribs the next time I see them. Uh-huh, my friend. You cut him with your knife, I cut him with my razor. <laughs> sure, yes. 
you string along with me and we'll go places. What places, for instance? Well, me, I'm going east. I'm getting tired of the sunshine and the heat. I'm going where they have real fall weather in September. Me, I prefer the sunshine. Pedro, huh? throw more wood on the fire. Uh, throw on your spare. That Pedro's a lazy dog. Let's get him in a crap game. We'll use my dice, and if you don't like it, we'll cut his throat. Better we save that for the cinder dick, no? <laughs> That's a fine idea, Chief. As a matter of fact, it's a swell idea. I think I'll go do it now. Not now, my friend. We smoke a few more uh, cigarettes, yes? Yeah. Give me another marijuana. Boy, that makes you feel good. Say, Chief. I want to get started, so I'll take my balloon and get going. There's a freight leaving here about 4 o'clock, and I want to be on that freight. So we got scared and beat it. We hid in a culvert till the jungle quieted down, and then we got a freight for Fresno. When we heard about the murder, we thought maybe we'd better come back and tell you what we find. Well, I'm glad you did, boys. It doesn't give us much definite information, but at least we know the kind of man we have to deal with. Mm. Tell me, uh, have you ever seen this bundle before? Uh, yes, sir. That's the bundle of man with the knife was sitting on. Did you ever see this cap? Well, yeah, that was on the Negro's head. Would you recognize this man if you saw him again? Yes, sir, I would. I'd know him anyway. All right, thanks. As soon as Foley gets back, I want you to help us identify any pictures he gets. We'll find that bird yet, and when we do... Through the checking of records in Fresno by Deputy Rudy Weber and Foley, it was found that the true name of West Coast was Floyd A. Dale, a dangerous criminal with records in half a dozen states and many cities in California as well as a prison record in the United States Army. Circulars were now broadcast throughout the country, giving details of the murder of Officer Gordon. The weeks rolled into months as the search went relentlessly on. Then, one dreary day in January in Niles, Ohio, O.W. Guzman, a special officer for the Pennsylvania Railroad, is walking along the freight yard when he sees a man... Hey, you! Who's walking out of that car? I've seen that bum before. Hey, wait a minute, you. Haven't I seen you around this yard before? Maybe you have, and maybe you ain't. Oh, smart guy, huh? What's your name? Smith. You sure it's not Dale? It's Smith. Okay, come on. We'll go down to the Who's Gal and find out. You're Joe Smith? Yeah. That's the man you arrested yesterday? Yes, Your Honor. I picked him up in the Pensy yard. That doesn't look like the same man I booked last night. No. I found this razor blade in his cell this morning. He shaved off his whiskers with it. That right, Smith? That's right. What's the charge? This man's wanted by California officers for murder. Can you prove that? Why, uh, no, I can't prove it, but I'm sure he's the man. Where'd you get your information? From a circular sent out from Stockton, California. Well, where is it? Well, right here in my pocket. Well, doesn't look like the same man to me. Well, that's because his hair is cut differently and his beard's gone. You print him? Yes, sir. We've mailed the fingerprints to California officers. Smith, is this your picture? No, sir. Where were you on September the 8th, 1935? I was in Miami, Florida. Well, I can prove it. I'm not convinced this man is Floyd Dale. I see no reason for holding him for California officers. Smith, to find you guilty of vagrancy, find the minimum fine of $5. Pay the clerk. Boy, I ain't got no $5. That's case we have to keep you in jail until you serve out the fine. Take him away, Joe. I tell you, Judge, that guy is the same one who killed that officer in California. If you're so sure of that, why don't you wire Stockton? That's where they found their man. Well, that's just what I'm going to do. (laughs) 
lying beside him. His billy, the only other weapon he ever carried, still in his pocket. Not one single evidence of even resistance on the part of this fine officer. And yet this man sits there and asks you to believe, asks this court to believe, that he brutally hacked and stabbed Rodney Gordon to death in self-defense. Moreover, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, bear in mind that Rodney Gordon was an officer of the law in execution of his lawful duty. This man had no right to resistance to such an officer. His act is one of cold-blooded, premeditated, bestial ferocity. His act was cold, calculated murder. You can in justice return no other verdict than guilty. God, we beseech thee to have mercy on the soul of this man and to Never take him. Never mind that. Come on, buckle on that strap. Don't you believe in God, my son? No, I don't believe in no God. A man can only die once. I ain't afraid.
Frederick Lindsley, bidding you good night for Rio Grande. Yeah.